Hello guys, happy Sunday. Welcome to another day and another episode of Silent Battles, a warrior story. As you all know, we had our seventh episode last week, Sunday being Esther, and today is our eighth episode, season two. My name is Suzanne Obiechina, Miss Congeniality Nigeria, and your hosts. And on today's episode, we have a beautiful, elegant, melanin, <laughs> vibrant lady, a recent mother. Yeah, she just put to bed and she's a sickle cell warrior. Please come on, guys. Who said, like, who said that sickle cell warriors cannot conceive and give birth? You should see her baby, a bouncing baby boy handsome melanin too come on guys <laughs> all right so on to this episode we'll have mrs joy marie a legal practitioner school us on how to work with your mindset how to guard your mindset with all positivity in order to live above sickle cell in order to um have a niche for yourself as a sickle cell warrior and in order to conquer this world that is mostly filled with so much hate and negativity especially when you're living with a condition and also i want you to sit back relax listen get your popcorn get your drink because this episode is filled with different emotions yeah healthy emotions trust me you would smile you'll be all ah, you'll be all laughy and all that and trust me it's interesting the next voice you're going to be hearing is that of mrs joy marie and i really do hope you enjoy and get inspired my name is joy marie i'm a legal practitioner i'm 29 years old I'm a Nigerian. I reside in Abuja. I currently work with Nigerian Communication Commission. Uh, my hobbies, I love cooking. I love fashion. I love surfing the internet and I love shopping. Oh, great. Thank you. So, um, what is your genotype? I know um, we all know that already, but I would like um, the people to hear from the horse's mouth. I'm a sickle cell warrior. Okay, one interesting thing is that I like it when people who have made it thus far open up to their challenges. And I believe that that is the beginning of healing and success. All right, Mrs. Joy. So at what age did you find out about um, your genotype. I actually found out about my condition when I was about six years. Um, even though I think when I was a baby, there were a few times my parents went to the hospital, you know, I was down, all of that. But then they didn't even know, and the doctors didn't even check if it was genotype. I think it was until I was six years. That was when at a particular um, hospital they were like okay let's just do the genotype and see and so about when i was six years that was when i found out about my genotype all right um six years is pretty early and because most people 
um, that have been on this podcast, some of them would say probably when they were 18 or 12 and all that. And sometimes it's pretty late because at that point you might have um, had it eaten into your system or well, fortunately for some people, um, they don't feel these complications or um, feel the symptoms until late. But that's totally fine. Six is an early age and that's fine. Um, so um, what is the worst complication you have like had with sickle cell? Honestly, for complications, I I really say I, I'm really grateful to God. I've I've really not had any complications from sickle cell. The what I suffer majorly is the fact that I have tiny things so when i'm having crisis i have to be taken to the hospital and then i'm not kidding sometimes i'll have to be like pricked over 30 times before they could even get a vein to start the the fluids or give me injections and all of that so it's, it's really traumatizing it's, it's it's honestly really traumatizing you know to have to go through that you're in pain and then the doctor is pricking you and pricking you and pricking you and pricking you and there's nothing you can do because you really need these medications so for me i like that's the most challenging thing so i i try as much as possible to avoid crisis because i know that even when i get to the hospital before i can even you know get to be on drip and all of that i'll be pricked and pricked and pricked until i'm tired and then the recovery process you know you're just tired and stressed from all the pricking and all of that and when i was about to have my uh baby it was a problem too because i had my baby through cs because my amino fluids were draining out and they had to book me for um cs because of that and you know with cs and any other major surgery you need them they give you drug they prep you before it and because my veins were tiny so i had to get a central line inserted basically a line inserted directly to your heart so that you could give you your medication but you know that's not even like really a competition it's something that will happen with any other person that's um, is having weak veins or needs emergency drugs and, and all of that. So, like I said, I'm grateful to God. I've not really had any major complications, and oh, thank God for that. <laughs> oh yeah, thank God for that. Um, but that must have really been a painful experience, and well, thank God it would have been worse. Okay, so to our next question, um, what important thing has sickle cell cost you that you can never forget? I just think that I don't. I'll probably have graduated with first class, <laughs> <laughs> even though I graduated well. But I, I think if I was in SS, I would have been able to do better, you know, in and out of the hospital and all of that. I was still able to graduate well, but then I think I would have done better. But I've always, you know, tried to push despite sickle cell. So, and then I'm grateful to God. I, I already say that there are a few losses, there are a few losses, and I'm grateful to God for that. Yes, still all on God because it would have been worse. 
you can imagine some people will even lose their legs lose their lives um, because of sickle cell but here you are thanking god and that's what's important so mrs marie we're getting into the game um so making a living and the challenges of sickle cell that's really like challenging i know how that can be so tell us about it how have you been able to maneuver and then marry these two things together well with making the living and you know coupled with the challenges of sickle cell i would say that really for you to survive and even think of you know making a, a living and all of that with sikusa you have to really work on your mindset it's very important for you to believe that you're going to make an, an impact in life and you're going to you know be what you want to be and achieve your dreams it's it's really difficult you know deciding to like really live your life out when you're living with school because there are a number of times you know you make plans you want to go somewhere you want to do something if organized for something and then the next day you just wake up sick nothing happened you didn't you probably not even stress yourself you probably was drinking all the water you're supposed to drink and you just wake up sick is so discouraging so what i try to do and even though sometimes i still fall out of it but i still wake up the next day and try to work on my mindset and remind myself that i can do this and i'm going to win and the world is waiting for me and i try to motivate myself every single day into winning you have to make that conscious decision before you can make anything meaningful out of your life living with um sickle cell because sickle cell is something that tries to keep you back every single day even from the little taste from the fact that you have to swallow drugs every day or you look at yourself in the mirror you just see yourself looking frail and all of that it's you have to make that constant reminder to yourself and once your mindset has been worked on there's nothing you can conquer and then living and winning will just be like the normal flow for you and me i right from where i was little i was always the kind of person that um love to challenge myself like if you tell me i can't do it i'll make sure i do it times two i've always been that kind of person not like there are no down days of course there are there are but you have to learn to wake up every day and challenge yourself and i think the people around you matter a lot you have to keep the right influence make sure your friends are the positive ones the ones encouraging you every day and making you know that yes you can do it yes you can survive yes we love being with you even though you're yeah, taking you to the hospital and all of that may be a bit stressful but we will do anything for you and then your family your family is very is very important also in helping you and um, make your living and then your your belief you should just always have superior beliefs it's also very important so the community of people you keep around you are going to determine how you're going to give it out with sickle cell 
you if you keep a community of people that are always making you feel depressed making you feel down trust me you, i don't think you're going to make it but if you keep the right and positive people around you wherever you go and sometimes it's not just the people it has to be you so i would like to say that um before you even like start up once you start growing i know that you're having this condition the first thing you should try to work on is your mindset and for parents that have children in this condition try to um, make your children know that they can make it give them practical examples there are a lot of people that are achieving great things even living with sickle cell make sure you introduce them to a few of of those people like for me too i have friends that are living with sickle cell and thriving and there are days i get depressed sometimes i talk to them and you know i talk to them they share and say this is what i'm this is how i'm getting through you'll be able to to get through so i'll say to live and get through it should be your mindset it's not easy every day i wake up uh currently i'm doing a nine to i'm doing an eight to five job and i'm a wife and a mom and just doing everything you know it's not easy some days you feel really stressed really stressed especially considering the fact that you're working with a pcv that is lower than other people even other people feel stressed doing all of this and you know how much more you but you have to keep reminding yourself if today is going to be my last day i'm going to live it well like they say we we only live once but if you live well once is enough so your bottom line is you're going to live it well you're going to do it well you have to keep being positive every day every day the day you just start getting depressed or letting the wrong thoughts in your mind and allowing negativity trust me that's the day that will win over you but as long as you keep being motivated wherever you draw your strength from draw your, for me i draw my strength from god i draw my strength from my family you keep drawing your strength from from there and you're going to make it so that's how i've been able to live despite all the challenges of sickosel i keep a positive mindset i keep meditating on positivity i keep encouraging myself and if i ever fall down if i ever feel weak i try to i try to build myself again there are times that i could even go over social media take some time off reassess myself try to build myself up before i come back because the truth is the world is it's sometimes difficult to face especially when you're living with a condition like school it's sometimes difficult to face the world so there are times that you go off the world and find yourself again and come back it doesn't matter how much you have to go off the important thing is that you keep coming back mm, you said it like you said it without reservations and that's the most interesting thing here we can't get enough of you okay let me just speak for myself i can't get enough of you mrs joy come on like the inspiration is just pouring out and i'm taking it all in and i do hope that everybody's listening you know please listen this is the horse speaking so mrs joy aside going to the hospital what other um, um medications do you take at home like how do you treat yourself how do you personally take care of yourself at home aside having to go to the hospital all the time how do you manage yourself basically that's the word well with 
making a living and you know coupled with the challenges of school uh, well that would depends on the severity of that particular crisis when it starts sometimes crisis starts slowly so if it's the slow type that probably started because of cold or something i i could use um rub or any ointment that's a bit hot i have some of that if it's a more severe crisis i could take start with cocoa damor and then if it's more severe i i also have supposed to treat diclofenac i also have those um things at home so um those are basically what i use if i'm trying to calm it down at home and then i get off whatever activity i'm doing and i try to drink water and rest and see if it will be able to suppress the pain oh well noted ma'am taken taken point taken all right sorry y'all um there was a little breach before this um really sorry about that but we're we already sorted that out okay back to you mrs joy um what has been what has been your um experience with stigmatization and discrimination two things sickle cell warriors and people living with health conditions cannot run away from what's it been like living with sickle cell and then the stigmatization and discrimination well stigmatization comes in various form you know there could be those ones that will just be all up your front and just be like your ss and ridicule you and all of that like i once had someone go through my page and be like ah your ss and person was laughing you know at me and i was like yes i'm ss and so what so that happens but it's rare it's very it's very very rare and then you know you could be stigmatized like um you feel like the opportunities you should get you should be giving people should allow you to like explore most time people are um, silently stigmatized like you don't come out and just openly say oh you're because your ss we can't allow you go on this particular trip or to this particular job you know they just silently don't involve you wherever sometimes at home sometimes in the office and there are people that not do it out of um good will they really don't want to stress and the people that do it because oh she's ss just put her that side she can't handle this and they don't even ask you like okay will you be able to do this will you be able to go home do you think you can know they just decide for you like no you're ss you can't handle this and so they just streamline you so there are some responsibilities wherever you are maybe at home maybe in the office anyway there's some responsibilities that they won't just give you and there's some stuff that won't just come your way even though you know that you could do those things because the thing with sickle cell is if you're if you're down you're down but once you're you're okay and you're active there's almost nothing you can do but then people don't consider it that way and some people are actually even happy that oh you're that way so when they want to do things they don't even include you so those are the silent stigma they don't tell you but you just see okay maybe somebody is going to go and take this responsibility maybe in the home or in the family and they don't involve you simply because of your con the country they think you're in but instead of them to like find out like earlier said but they don't and so these are some of the things those are some of like the silent stigma silent treatment you get because of the condition phew that's really limiting and that is one thing i know that um 
that has really brought sickle cell warriors down not just sickle cell warriors people living with health conditions um having to be stigmatized and discriminated on a daily basis that's frustrating they, they make you feel less of yourself especially when you always take these things to heart you know people um perceive things differently people react to things differently then you can imagine warriors who who don't know who don't have this shock absorber that like they just get hot by everything people say you can imagine where you've put them with your words so people be nice be nice with your words be nice with your speeches your reactions your attitude toward whoever be it sickle cell be whatever condition even the person and sick all right mom so let's go further and i am like very inspired by your strengths and how you have like come on how much you've put out there for sickle cell warriors with your inspiring social media page like that was what even drew me to you okay a friend of mine sent he said he's your (laughs) i think he said you people went to school together or something like that and he sent your your i think a post from your instagram to me and i was like oh my god this is what i want and i was just glued to your page i fell in love instantly so how's it been like using your instagram your social media in general that's your lifestyle the content you put out there how's it been like using all that to advocate for sickle cell well, initially, just like it is with uh, most um, people living with sickle cell anemia, we we mostly don't like to talk about it because I noticed um when I go for clinics and all of that, you know, there's there'll be a lot of people and you know are all living with sickle cell, but everybody's quiet. We rarely make friends. We rarely talk about it. I don't know, maybe you know because the pain is too much and you just feel like this is my pain, so you just want to keep it to yourself. And because even if there are a hundred people living with sickle cell anemia in a particular place. Everybody's pain is different, and how everybody's going about it is different. So you just want to keep it to yourself. That's mostly how it has been, and that's how it was with me too. I I rarely spoke about it. I just kept it to myself until you know recently. I just thought that okay, what difference does it make if I keep to myself or if i talk about it i didn't really think it would make any difference either way so i just said okay let me talk about it and see and so i started talking about it and posting it so the first thing i got from people was shock because a lot of people didn't know that i was even with sickle cell anemia even people very close to me because um to say you don't look it and yes I don't look it and I've tried as much as possible to live my normal life and I don't, you know, make excuses, especially unnecessary excuses because of um, my health condition. I just try to be normal. So the first thing was shock. Everybody was shocked and then they were like, oh, you know, you're strong, you're this, you're this. So let's say on the positive side is that you get some comfort from people and then they get to understand and you get loved and you know people are caring and trying to be there for you more and being understanding and i really think that 
um if as much as you can it's okay even though you know that negative side but on the positive side is okay because when i actually came out um i had a more love and more understanding from people and even from my boss at work like right now if i come into the office and she notices that i'm stressed because she, you could actually notice from my eyes she would just be like oh, you can just take the day off or okay she lessens whatever work she's going to give me and all of that so i'll be like that's like the positive part of it and people you know that are understanding and all of that you don't need to have to explain yourself they know you don't need this kind of work you don't need this kind of stress and if you don't need cold you don't need this they, they already come out and try to protect you it makes life easier for you on a part because you get all of this and you don't have to explain if you are like please i can't sit opposite the vents the ac vent they understand so you don't have to start explaining i can't sit there because of this they already know you've already put it all out and then that's the good part and the positive part on the negative part because you know they will always be evil people so the negative parts there are those people that will mock you some will mock you outrightly some will just mock you stylishly you know like i've have i've had a colleague walking into my office and just be like yes we know you're living with a, a health condition and blah 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 you know those kind of things and there are people that will they just they will just you know be stylishly mocky when maybe there's a job or something they'll say mm, we know you can't do it that's why we didn't include you we know you won't be able to do it that's why i wouldn't tell you about it uh, you know and you'll be like first tell me now uh, it's me that I know myself it's me that I know my stress it's me that I know what i'm going through let me know if i can handle it or not don't just be making assumptions for me you don't know how i'm feeling and you don't know my capabilities i'm the one that know it so tell me so on the negative part those are some of the things that that you deal with sometimes people look at you one way uh or another there are people that won't come out and be like oh yours you're so pretty you're so intelligent we just knew that there has to be something yes the people that will, that will come out and tell you stuff like that and you know it's so terrible that's why sometimes people just prefer to like just be silent about it and deal with it it's actually not easy coming out and saying it out and yes there are people that <laughs> the people that maybe probably wanted to marry you and they just go to your and be like oh, oh no 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 no, no 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 so they didn't even give you that chance to even get to meet them or <laughs> get to meet you and know how much of a wild person you are so you see that's part of it but then uh well it's better because at the end of the day you still have to tell them so it's better so you see there, there there's both the positive and the negative part but for me i'll say I have no regrets coming out because uh, after I started talking about it, there a lot of people send me DMs and say, you know, you are inspiring me, you helped me. The, this other day I was depressed when I saw your post. There are people that come out and tell, ask me what are my routine drugs, how do I manage, how do I cope, and and you know, it makes me really happy when I I see that you know I'm inspiring people and there are people that are getting out of depression and all of that simply because they are following up on my life it makes it makes me really happy to see that so like it over again of course i will if your life can inspire even just one person i think your life was worth living then and so i'm so happy that i was able to inspire even if it's just one person so i'm happy about that
Yay! I'm so happy too because I know what it is like to come out and own up your challenges. It is a lot. I won't even blame other people who are still struggling to come out. But that's totally fine. That is why we have this podcast for people to listen to um, um, strong warriors like yourself who have made up their mind, beat all odds, and then be like, I want to do this. I want to inspire people. I want to touch lives with my story. And that's really interesting to know. Also, you are happily married and a new nursing mother of a bouncing baby boy. That is what intru- like that's what even drew my attention to you. And I'm like, okay, we need people like this that can come out and say, yes, sickle cell warriors can conceive and put to bed and have beautiful children not just a child children so um i I want you to what has it been like what's the experience been like as a mother and that's your childbirth now that you've given birth and and what would you say to female sickle cell warriors who are scared of childbirth there are a lot of them out there well, in regards to my experience with motherhood, I would like to say that whether you're living with sickle cell anemia or not, the road to motherhood is not an easy one. It requires a lot of sacrifices. Uh, you know, after I had my baby, one of the things I kept on asking my mom and other mothers I met was, why is it that you put the daughter us the truth? You always you know, carry this like it's just an easy thing. It's a work in the back. It's not from the pregnancy days to your delivery to the months after. It's really a whole ordeal. I don't know how our mothers were able to like casually do this thing. Some of them eight to ten times. I don't know. They are the real MVPs. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it, it's, it's quite stressful. But then with regards to, you know, living with SCD and motherhood, I know that it's scary. When I got pregnant too, it was scary for me, especially because there's no enough information out there on what to expect, how your body will adjust and all of that. It's almost like as if you are left to learn and find out on your own. It's really scary. And then be already scared that, oh, I'm already living with this condition, which is difficult on its own without adding another one. How will I cope? I remember the first day I went for antenatal, the doctor looked at me and said, this is a high-risk pregnancy. And I was scared just from him saying that, those words, you know, it's scary. But then I would just say that you you have to trust God. And like I did, I just trusted God. You have to trust God and, and believe that, you know, he's going to see you through and, and, and all of that draws draw strength from the fact that God is going to see you through and God will not leave you. He's well aware of what you're passing through and he knows that you need the extra support. And if you ask from him, he's going to give it to you. And that's basically what I did. When I got pregnant, I decided to leave it in God's hand to help me and strengthen me and he didn't feel me because i had the most stressless pregnancy ever it was super amazing because i didn't have any stress in fact two months into being pregnant i didn't know i was pregnant that's how stressful it is so if you've watched too much nollywood you know how 
they make it look like you have to be trained up and all of that it's not true and it probably wouldn't even happen to you so don't even stress i never threw up all those months i never threw up some days i feel nauseous but then i don't even get dropped so it was good that way because i it didn't make me more weak and 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 all of that so what i'll say is if you're pregnant and that's why it's important that you even marry a spouse that will be helpful and will be understanding so you can you know lessen on your chores and rest a bit and be able to get all the help that 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 you can get so you don't overstress yourself but amazingly when i was pregnant that was when i had all the strength in the world i never had a single crisis i was doing everything up to when i was seven months pregnant i'll still go to the market shop and come back home i'll still prepare meals you know it was just incredible i could do everything i all everything that i had about pregnancy i did experience it you know how people cannot stand the aroma of food and all of that i did experience all of that i could cook i could do everything every single thing you know my my husband just kept on insisting that i get help i get help i get help so when i got to about six seven months i just got the help but i was still cooking i was still doing everything so in case you're scared let my testimony encourage you that that yours will be smooth too you know just trust in god and then there's actually nothing he cannot do look 137 there's nothing impossible with him so in case you're 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 thinking like i actually thought and thought before i got pregnant before i got married i was so scared about this whole marriage and pregnancy because you know, there's already this stigma around it first of all that when you're ss you can't even have children and all of that so it, it's a big deal you just have to trust in god and just know that he will be there for you and you make everything smooth so everything was smooth for me no crisis no nothing um my experience with delivery too was smooth although at the tail end i i went for a training and then i traveled by road and it was a very very long distance so i think because of that um i was stressed out and after that trip i just fell ill that was around when i was about seven months pregnancy I'm sorry, seven months pregnant. So I, I, I actually had my baby earlier because of that. After that trip, I, I, I fell ill, you know. And then the, the doctors tried to manage my preg, the pregnancy, tried to manage so that at least baby, the baby could, you know, get more time before he comes out. So it was managed, and when. Um, they were sure that it was okay. I had an emergency CS and everything was fine. I didn't have, there was no stress and everything. Even the recovery process and everything was, was smooth. You know, everybody was shocked. About three days after my CS, I was okay. I could move about, I could do everything. And I've not had any single complications till now. And I also advise, if you're living with SCDI, you want to have your child, is i would advise you go to a hospital where there are a lot of consultants i know that private hospitals are you know comfortable and all of that but living with scd what you really need is is people that know 
what their dream people that have this experience so for me i even had to go back to um amatabelo university teaching hospital that was where i put to bed trust me it wasn't comfortable i didn't have the private room i wanted to have i didn't have mosquito free rooms and all of that but the people that handled my case they all knew what they were doing they knew the best options for everything and what will work for me so i, I really advise if you're living with sd please just forget comfort for that for that period and try and look for a hospital where there are there are much consultants consultants that can put their heads together and decide what is the best option and alternative for you and that was what i did that period and i'm i'm glad that i i really had the best hands on deck and everything was nice and and of course after you have your baby you can go back to your comfort for that for that period just make sure that you're you're getting the best healthcare you can get in the in the country uh so don't be scared have as many children as you want <laughs> yes <laughs> and in case you've you've lived with the whole notion that you can't have children it's not true a week before i put to bed i had someone put to bed triplets someone living with sickle says she had triplets and i currently have a colleague that has twins so yes women living with sickle cell anemia go through pregnancy and give birth just like every other person so don't fear just trust god and go into it and know that you're going to come out well and strong hmm trust god god we cannot even dispute his involvement in everything that we do and then in the success of your delivery mrs joy and um your words are really encouraging because i believe that so many female sickle cell warriors listening to this right now will be geared up and be like yes i want to do it i want to have my own child if she can do it if the other person can have triplets then i can even do better so this is very encouraging and for the fact that um if you're a sickle cell warrior and you need um, you need special care i don't think um private hospital is the best option mrs joyce said it i've been saying that you need to go to where you have consultants specialists hematologists that know your case and can handle your case properly so mrs joy um debunk one myth surrounding sickle cell one myth i would like to debunk is the one that says that you know the older you get less crisis you go through it's, it's, it's an annoying me because sometimes you even go to the hospital and the nurses are asking how old are you and you tell them and they're like ah you're not supposed to be falling sick why are you still falling sick at this age and all of that as if you know you you're in control of your body it's so annoying and the truth is that it's not that way there are times that you actually fall ill more uh, the older you get because now you have more responsibilities you're probably working an eight to five job you're probably um having kids you're raising or you have issues in your, with your family or life is more you know difficult the older you get and you have to take care of yourself now so it's not um a rule that you know the older you get the less crisis you you have the, the but people think that okay because um the older you get the only reason why sometimes crisis seem less is because now you 
you know your body a bit sometimes you know how to react to um the pain you know what to do at first instance you know and all of that you could take a, a, a drug and suppress the pain and all of that but even that in itself does not always work because if you are living with scd you know that there are days that you you take your water you don't even stress yourself and you just break down and you're even confused and wondering but, but what happened why did i break down i tried my best to do everything i'm supposed to do so there's no there's no rule like that it doesn't work that way so please stop stressing people if you're living with sickle cell anemia you can break down at whatever age there's no there's nothing that stops you from breaking down because you're now 25 or you're now 30 or whatever whatever age so please stop stressing people living with std when they break down at such ages it, it happens it happens very well and if anything let the empathy be more because now they are dealing with a lot more stuff so it should even be expected and they should get all the love and attention you know that they need at this point and not just people looking at them and saying ah you you should have gotten a grip of this you should have known how to stop it and all of that it doesn't work that way all right so um that's very true you can't tell anytime any age it just happens it comes whether you're prepared whether you take care of yourself whether you do the right things it just comes at any time well said mrs joy okay um a word of um advice to people out there who are aware of this condition and choose to play deaf ears and then those out there that don't even know about it please say something to them school them ma'am please school them I would like to say that we should keep on the good work in sensitizing people about sickle cell anemia because I think um, Nigeria has the highest population of sickle cell anemia cases and it's amazing that even with that, a lot of people don't know about sickle cell anemia, even though some of them actually have friends, actually have brothers, relatives that are living with the condition, but they don't know about it. So it's good that we continue to tell people about it, continue to shout it on the rooftop, continue to tell people if you're, you know, AS, don't marry someone else that is AS, and tell them the reasons. If you're SS, please make sure you marry somebody that is AA. You know, let let people know. A lot of people don't know. They don't even know what will happen if they do. If they do, so please, I think we should continue to educate people and let them know. There should be more awareness in in, in Nigeria about this. A lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't even know about you know getting to know their gender type or the importance. People just get married and all of that. But there are ways that we could make people know about this there are are, you know platforms that we could use to make people know that you know it's quite important to know your gender type and to know the repercussions of of you not knowing it and then for those who choose to play deaf ear you know i don't i really don't know what we can do but maybe we just keep talking and talking talk can never be too much maybe one day it will get into them and then they will understand because the truth is there are people that know i've seen a lot of people that are both asas 
and they know that if they get married they, the probability of having a child as excess is high but they will still go ahead you know they'll tell you that they have faith and tell you that they'll give you their reasons and of course it's a free world and we have freedom of family so they can choose to do what they want to do but probably if we keep educating them if they keep going to pages like mine and seeing that this is what people living with this condition go through maybe then they realize that is something that should be avoided so let's not get tired of the talk let's keep talking let's not get tired of talking let's keep talking let's keep advocating let's keep sensitizing the public about sickle cell one day one day i believe there will be um, a sickle cell free world it is possible so um mrs joy um we're we are coming to an end of this interview and I must say I enjoyed every bit of it like I didn't even want it to end so to end it all up a word of advice to sickle cell warriors who are afraid of coming out of their shells who are still submerged in the whole shock of living with sickle cell and living in a bottle and allowing sickle cell rule their lives so what do you have to say to them to get them out of their shell just the way you were able to break loose um what i'll say is if you're worried out there take your time you don't have to rush out to like talk about your experience or what you're going to and the truth is that people deal with pain and hurt differently there are people that just want to keep their heart and their pain to themselves because they believe they are the only ones that understand that it's better for them when it's just their thing and they they just want to have their private life and live like that so if you're that kind of person it's okay it's okay to deal with your pain and your heart that way but if you know that okay you can actually come out and talk about it and educate people and you know sensitize people more and, and all of that it's also very good for you to do that because that way you'll be helping society and you'll be helping people become more aware and it will help to reduce the rates of um, sickle cell and also it will help to make people know that um, people living with sickle cell needs this kind of care and attention and and all of that but the truth is that I would just say do you whatever suits you whatever helps you to go by every day living with sickle cell is difficult so do what will help you live by and go by and survive with it take your time don't distress don't be pushed to do anything that you can't handle or anything that you don't want to just take your time and be yourself Oh my god, thank you so much Mrs. Joy. Thank you very much. This has been an amazing um episode and I was really looking forward to it and it turned out amazing as I it turned out great as I expected. Um like you all had uh um all sickle cell warriors, do you do what makes you feel better? Do what makes you feel fine? Do not force it. Do not get um over overwhelmed with what you're seeing out there if you want to there's no problem but if you cannot do it please do not force it take your time 
it has been great um having this conversation with mrs joy and i really enjoyed it and i believe that you enjoyed it too and you took one or two things out of this episode thank you all for listening thank you all for giving us your time and i hope you hear from me next week sunday with another special episode to inspire you as usual okay if you want to listen to this podcast you can listen to it on anchor spotify breaker google podcasts um all of them there are a lot of them and i'll be putting that in the um this episode's briefings so that you can read about it you can know where to listen to this podcast and subsequent ones we've done do have a great day guys do have a beautiful sunday whenever you listen to this be it monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday please do have a great day and stay blessed bye bye